Manny, you made this? What is going on, all of you handsome listeners? Welcome back to The Dagger, the podcast where we cover all things NBA and the top news in all of basketball. I am Taylor Call. I am joined by the boys, Dion Franklin, DJ Johnson. It was up to the people. What's good? Shameless plug to follow us on social media at the Dot Dagger Podcast to interact with us. Keep up to date with everything we got going on. Boys, playoffs start this week. Woo! Tomorrow. No more <laughs> regular season basketball. No more load managing. We're in the playoffs. Although the way this season has gone, they'll probably still be load managing somehow. But regardless, season starts today. So we got our full playoff preview of the first round coming at you guys today. We're going to pick the play-in games give you guys some keys to what we think the, the what will be the keys to victory for those games super excited but first you guys already know how it works we got some awards to give out hooper of the week good hustle award dion take it away with your hooper of the week all right so my hooper of the week this week happened two days ago saturday night ufc israel adesanya That's got a his bad belt man back. That's a bad man. That's a bad man. But I'm giving him this Super of the Week, not because of the fight. Man got his belt back against Teixeira, uh, and he's back to being the champion. But he gets this because what happened after the knockout, his celebration. He went to the edge of the cage, <laughs> pointed at his opponent's son, and mocked his dad getting KO'd, dropped down. And you might you might be saying that that's kind of a dick move, honestly. But there's a story behind it. He only did this because 60 years ago, six years ago, in a boxing, I forgot what type of fighting style it was, but I think it was a boxing match. Alex knocked out Israel Adesanya, and the little kid got on the ring, and did the little drop KO, like mocking right. Israel Adesanya getting knocked out by his dad. And honestly, I would have done the same thing, you little shit. Some may call it petty. <laughs> Some may call it petty. I call it absolute payback. Love that. He gave a sick speech afterward, too. Yeah. Was, oh, yeah. That is. He's like, I'm petty, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love Israel getting the belt back. Big fan of that. Mm hmm. BJ, hit me with your Hooper of the Week. Yeah, Hooper of the Week for me has got to go to a guy we normally don't talk about as hooping because he ain't played in about seven years. But Udonis Haslam, baby. <laughs> yes, sir. After a long 20-year career with a seven-year break on the bench. Um, who knew? My man had 24 points off the bench, three tray balls, three rebounds. I think he was like eight for 13 from the field, efficient. Like all along, Miami was looking for offensive firepower. Look no further. You had it on the bench these last 25 years. UD, love it, man. I, I really did not know. UD probably ain't sniffed a dub in like 10 years, but he dropped a cool 24 piece on his final regular season game. 
Who knew? I honestly cannot believe it, bro. Like, dude looked unstoppable for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> 24 points, bro. Three. I didn't even know he could shoot three-pointers. Like, bro, just let him play like 10 minutes a game. He got 10 points right there. So well rested. Low greatest, the greatest final game performance since Kobe. Yes. Love it. Absolutely. Love it. Um, I got two hoopers of the week. First, first hooper of the week to Kenny Lofton Jr., the thick king. <laughs> Getting called up for the G League, fresh off a G League championship. What's he do in the big show? Because the Grizzlies are load managing. Very casual 42 points and 14 rebounds, shooting 17 of 25 from the field. Kenny, that's he's kind of nice. Yeah. He's kind of nice. I don't know if he's ever seen a weight room, but my guy is a bucket. (laughs) Absolute bucket. Get my man out of the G League and on a contract next year. And for the playoffs, Kenny Lofton Jr., Hooper of the week. Um, I have a second Hooper of the week. Shout out to the Sacramento Kings for winning the Pacific Division. Um, I think none of us are truly shocked at this point to see that the Kings made the playoffs. But the third seed and winning their division just like that, that is wild. Impressive. Impressive. Kings are kind of nice and still being disrespected in the first round. Oh yeah. But the Kings, what a season. What a turnaround. From the lottery all the way to third place in the West. Love to see that. So Kings, Hoopers of the Week. Good for you guys. Absolutely. Waiting your turn is overrated. <laughs> all right, let's get negative. And I have two good hustle awards to two Western Conference teams. Um the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, it's not great right now. Rudy Gobert getting into it with a teammate on the bench, punching Kyle Anderson. Um, first, Kyle Anderson suggesting he blocks some shots. Imagine. Um, that's kind of what we're all thinking here, Rudy. But, I mean, you, you thought it was bad a few months ago. The Rudy Gobert deal is even worse now. It's somehow... Even worse, Walker Kessler is a beast, a foundational piece for the Jazz, and they traded for Walker Kessler and five first-round picks. And the Timberwolves got Rudy Gobert, who is now suspended for their play-in game because he punched a teammate. Rudy Gobert is a bum, and this is (laughs) the worst trade in NBA history. Timberwolves, tough. my my good hustle for the week as well. <laughs> um, I, I'm speechless. I'm speechless. The the Wolves are stuck with a 200 million dollar contract until 2026, and now this man have is no picks. The chemistry, huh? And have no picks. And have no picks. He. This was probably the worst trade. One of one of the worst trades in NBA history. And like the fact that they're suspending him for the next game, like they're they just given up already. <laughs> and they're not even a year in. Season's not over. You still have one game. And now there's rumors about cat moving. So it's 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 tough. I don't think he, he'll move, 
But this the future's not bright for this team right now. No. At all. No. Then, then another player injured himself, punts in the wall. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. Why would you uh, punch the wall like right before playoffs? That's what just so dumb. mad about. <laughs> right? Like, what do you mean? I believe he punched Kyle like that. Dang it. <laughs> Damn it. It's the last regular season game. It is not that serious. Okay. Chill, bro. <laughs> Unreal. I said this in our group chat and I meant every word. I would not trade Rudy Gobert for Walker Kessler straight up. Ignore all the first round picks. Walker, Walker Kessler is a better player than Rudy Gobert today. All year. And he, he, he was, didn't get minutes for half the year and he still has more blocks than Rudy. Embarrassing. So Timberwolves, yeah. it's it's scary hours out there. Gobert, Go, Gobert had the league fool, like the league fool, thinking he was the best defender of all time. <laughs> nice yeah. try. Yeah, no question. <laughs> Greatest ice in history. Psych system player. Wait, pause, 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 pause. Because like, I've noticed something. Every time Rudy Gobert throws a punch, he throws the punch and runs the other way. He like right? punched yes, Kyle right? Anderson he, and then he ran away. He goes he, like. And he, he ran back French to the locker punch. room like, oh, great. I can finally leave. He threw that, <laughs> he threw that French punch, that European yeah. punch. I was like, boy, I'm not trying run. to square up. <laughs> punch and run. Punch and run. <laughs> yeah. The old punch and surrender. The French Bro, special. man named Rudy. Come on now. <laughs> no Tough. offense, Rudy's out there. Worst, worst trade ever in any yeah. sport. Horrendous. And I'm sorry, but I have to give a good hustle award to the Dallas Mavericks as well. Um, I have never seen a team resting their starters before they are eliminated from playoff contention. And while they do not have a playoff spot locked up, like this is the wildest shit I've ever seen in my life. The Mavericks still have a shot at the play in tournament and they are resting guys. Kyrie Irving did not play. Luka Doncic only played the first quarter. What are you doing? Is the 12th pick really that important? I What? So, like, I, I understand the reasoning because the reasoning is, is that the Mavericks owe their first round pick to the Knicks, but it's top 10 protected. And so they're trying to get in the top 10 so they get their pick this year. But would you rather make the playoffs or have and give your absolute stud a chance to make some noise in the playoffs in a wide open Western Conference? Or would you rather have the 10th overall pick? Makes honestly, honestly, I came to peace with it. And I think um, that has to be the. For some reason, it has to be the right move. I don't know why. Maybe we had no chance in even getting out of the planes. Um, and he just wanted to, you know, get the, get the pick this year. I don't know why. There's got to be something brewing. Hey, he's not staying. So I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But don't even know. if it's... But the I, smart, I'm at peace. Even if it's the smart move, it's a chicken shit move. Like these are the types of decisions. What would be the point in playing in the playoffs knowing that you're not going to win a game? This team is not winning a game in the playoffs. They have a shot. You have Luka Doncic. You have a shot. No shot. But even if you don't, it sends the wrong message. Yeah, I know. These are the types of decisions that impact your organization for years to come. 
It's hard to undo that. that kind of culture. I don't know about so, that. This one game. That it's wild to me. So Mavericks, good good hustle out there. No, no clue what you're doing. <laughs> no clue what you're doing. Um, BJ, take it away. Who's hustling? Uh, that was my good hustle as well. Oh, but Bobby. I, uh, <laughs> I, I have taken a step further. I'm going to reach out to Mr. Mark Cuban on this good hustle. It was his decision to sit and rest everybody on Slovenian night. So you got all these Slovenian Luca fans. They're there to see Luca. And they're like, nah, we're resting everybody. And Luca's like, well, <laughs> I, I got to at least play a quarter if they came to see me. So props to Luca for actually getting out there wanting yeah. to do it. Jay Kidd came out and told the press, uh-uh, that wasn't me. I was trying to win. <laughs> now the NBA is investigating because they were like, hold up. The coach was trying and the owner wasn't? And that's not even the worst part. Successfully, Mark Cuban has now somehow, I don't know how, given Kyrie Irving – contract negotiation leverage because you just can't let him walk now and luca's like well we traded everything for this guy we have no assets so really i'm giving a good hooper to Kyrie for unknowingly now having he can get more <laughs> money he can get more guaranteed years on his deal all because mark cuban first of all mark cuban wants to blame rick brunson for losing jalen brunson i was like oh, i know it sounds like you just were being cheap like you know you could yeah. You know, you wanted Applebee's, but then he's like, oh, damn, I knew I should have went to the steakhouse. So, Mark Cuban, I mean, you kind of butchered it. I know maybe you got a plan because I feel like you always got a plan. I watch Shark Tank. I know you're a smart man, but Mark, come on, man. This ain't the way. This ain't the way. To to tank straight up is just wild. <laughs> like, Ab- no absolutely. regrets about it. <laughs> absolutely. I'm, it's uh, too late I, to tank. I'm, I'm speechless. Yeah. It's too late. It you already crazy. traded for Kyrie Irving. The biggest win now move yeah. of the season, other than the Suns. Like and, it's too yeah. late. You don't get to it's take it the pointless. last game of the like, season. If the pick falls outside the top ten, it's kind of pointless because you're trying to hold on to a pick that might not even be yours. So it's like the Knicks would get the pick if it falls out. And I feel like the Mavs record was like okay enough to the point where they might not even be in the top ten. Right, there's still a chance they still don't get their pick. So I, I don't know. Weak, weak move in my opinion, but you know, could could work out in the long run. But all right, Dion, do you have another good hustle award? Did I absolutely finesse yours? All right, yeah, that's okay. (laughs) I absolutely stole it. That's fine though. We can just pile on the Timberwolves and Mavericks today. That's perfectly fine. Yeah, they deserve it all at this point. All right. Let's talk about the play-in games really quick. Um, let's just get straight to it. We have one the seventh versus the eighth seed currently, and so Hawks Heat. Dion, who do you think wins between the Hawks and the Heat tomorrow? It's not even a question. Uh, heat are winning. Uh, they're more of a team. They have less drama. Have a better, like more experienced coach. Um, Hawks are thinking about trading Trey Young, apparently. News came out today. Um, so I'm not really confident in them. Uh, years past, I would have said Hawks. But now I have no faith in them. Uh, they, they have talent, but the Heat are dogs. At least Jimmy Butler is a dog. And I have more faith in them going into this game tomorrow. Yeah, I fully expect playoff Jimmy to make an appearance tomorrow. So, yeah, give me the Heat at home for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
What do you think, BJ? Who wins that game tomorrow? I agree. I'm taking the Heat. I mean, Dion kind of stole. Like, the Heat, our veteran team, playoff Jimmy. I feel like the Hawks are doing soul searching. Like, yeah. Time Big anyway. time. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> and, I mean, I, I think we're all in agreement on this, but who do you think has a better shot at beating the Celtics as the seventh seed? Same answer. Yeah. yeah. I think it's definitely the Heat. I have yeah. no respect for the Hawks as a team. Like I respect some individual players on their roster, but no, their their yeah. whole season was just so drama filled and so yeah. inconsistent. Like they they never gelled. They have no chemistry. So Heat, I think, are a little worn down, but they still have the same unit. I fully expect them yeah. to turn up in the playoffs. So absolutely, yeah, def- definitely the Heat. Oh, yeah, like that. I like that matchup actually. Yeah, they That'd they've be, always given the Celtics trouble. So it'll be physical. Just yeah, so it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be physical. Like the Celtics could still like win in four or five, but it's gonna be you know very physical grind them out. So. I can't wait for the next episode. They're gonna <laughs> at max in six. Yeah, max. we'll see. Um, second playing game: T Wolves at the Lakers. A little bit more interesting. VJ, who do you think takes that one? Um. I mean, after events from last night, I think the Lakers definitely have the upper hand in this one. They're clicking. This new unit has chemistry, and the Wolves don't have Gobert. Their backup center, Nas Reed, is hurt, and their best defensive player decided to get into a fight with a wall. So I think everything points to the Lakers having the advantage. Yeah. Before last night, um, I may have had a different answer, but with all of the recent drama, yeah, definitely give me the – the Lakers in this one, Dion. Yeah, for all the aforementioned re- uh, reasons, taking the Lakers, they they're gonna be without Gobert and McDaniel's is their by far their best defender. So, yeah. However, I I think I am rooting for the T Wolves to win just to get a rematch of Grizzlies T Wolves from last year. That was kind of a fun series. You uh, are crazy, bro. Lakers, Lakers, Grizzlies. With the drama from the season, that's true. Shannon Sharp, Sharp better be courtside. Court he better He's be courtside court every single game. He better be courtside, bro. I can't wait. That's a fair point. I had forgotten about the Shannon that, Sharp incident. Yeah, so. yeah. There's a little bit more animosity. Yeah, um, but do you think they have a better chance to beat the Lakers, Dion, or beat Ooh. the Grizzlies, the Lakers? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Lakers can be anybody right now. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I I don't know about anybody, but can they beat the Grizzlies? I think so. They could they could beat the Grizzlies. They could be a, most teams in the West right now. VJ, you buying the Lakers better shot to beat the Grizzlies than the Timberwolves? Oh, absolutely. Especially now that Steven Adams is also out for the playoffs too. Like the the, the Grizzlies are lacking their big, so this is another matchup for AD, which I feel like he could dominate and the Lakers size advantage as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so moving on from the teams that need to win one game to get in, out of the teams who need to get win two games to win, who do you think wins between the Bulls and the Raptors, BJ? Uh, this is what I like to call a mid-off. Just two very <laughs> mid-teams going at it, yep. but I'll, I'll take the Raptors. Better defense can outrun Chicago, and they're really good at forcing turnovers. And Chicago's point guard is Pat Bev, so I think that's a matchup <laughs> they have for the Raptors. 
I think I take the Raptors in this one. Like, I don't know. It's a pick em just because they're both so, like, I mean, trash is a strong word. I think mid is a compliment. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I take the Raptors. Like, I, I don't know. Who cares? Uh, Dion, who who do you think takes that game? I'm, I'm taking the Bulls. I think Pet uh, Bev, the great Pet Bev, is going to pull off yet another play in winning performance. And I want to see him on that scorer's table at the end of the game. So, <laughs> yeah. Raising another banner for a play in dub. <laughs> Collecting play, most player with the most play in victories of all time, Patrick Beverly. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> Other game out west. Thunders Pelicans. Dion, who takes that one? Pelicans all day. BI is gonna go crazy. I know they don't have Zion, uh, which could be a problem. But OKC is young. They're still not really a threat. I don't see them as a threat to anybody. Um, and I, I, I really like the Pelicans and C, CJ should should be um a big factor in that game. To quote the GOAT, Lee Corso, not so fast, my friend. Give me the thunder all day in this one. Something I, I think they're coming in feeling disrespected. I think they're hungry to actually make the playoffs. Shea's going for 50. Give me the thunder, baby. No Zion Williamson. The GOAT, Chet Holmgren, is back. We have no defense, bro. <laughs> no, give me the thunder. They have Jalen Williams. He's a great defender. Okay. And the Dorcher Chamber. Okay. Give me the Thunder. Watch. They're winning that game. VJ, who who do you like in that one? Uh, I'm rolling with the Pelicans. The best kept secret is that my man CJ McCullum is undefeated in play-in games. I think he mm. keeps the streak alive this year, too. Love it. Fair enough. So then who gets the eighth seed in the East, Dion? Bulls. Hawks are going out. Okay. Hawks are going out. Bulls are getting the eighth seed. DJ, who gets the eighth seed in the East? Um, for some reason, I got faith in the Raptors getting that eighth seed. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I like the Raptors to get the eighth seed. Definitely not the Hawks. Um, so then, who gets the eighth seed out west, VJ? Uh, this goes against everything we just said, but because I'm a believer in my twin and Ant Man, I'm rolling with the team <laughs> getting the H. <laughs> nah, I'm still rolling with the Thunder, baby. They're rolling into the playoffs in the eighth seed. <laughs> Do you think they're gonna win both games? That's I crazy. think I think so. I think so. T Wolves are a mess. Pelicans are hurt. Give me the Thunder. Dion? We all have different answers. I'm taking the Pelicans in this one. Mm, okay. I think it could be any any of those teams. It could be any of these three, honestly. Yeah, you should need one game. Teams. You just got to get hot one game. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love it. All right, let's get to the playoff matchups that we already know are happening. So kind of breezing through the play-in games, but they're one game, and they're probably going to get smoked in the first round, so who really cares? Like the eighth seed in the East, like who won? You get to play the Bucks with home court advantage. Good luck. Have fun. Good luck. <laughs> um, three seed out East. 
Philadelphia 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets. Don't worry, we'll talk about the awards next week and we'll talk about if Joel Embiid is the MVP. But for this series, Dion, what do you think are the keys to this series? Um, For the Sixers, keys has to be not choking. And I think if they play like the second half of the season and Joel stays healthy, the, the series is a wrap. Uh, the, another key is they cannot underestimate this Nets team. This Nets team is full of shooters and defenders, and that can be a recipe for disaster for the Sixers. So they they can't come in thinking this is this is just a, like a four game series. It, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough series for the Sixers, and it's gonna prove whether they can handle adversity. And I think, yeah, those those three just not choking and playing how they've been playing, and not underestimating their opponent. Yeah, my keys are also Sixer related. Uh, I mean, the Nets just have to play hard and play well, play defense. But yeah, for for the Sixers, my keys are: can James Harden and Tyrese Maxey play enough defense? They're not good defenders. They're not good. But we we've seen that you have to have some defense on the wing. Can they play enough defense for them to pl- progress into the playoffs? And then the Nets are a really deep team. They got a lot of B plus players, B minus players. And so can the Sixers bench keep up in minutes without their superstars or with only one of their superstars on the floor? Can the Sixers bench keep pace with the depth of the Nets? Look, Joel Embiid is a force of nature at this point. He's going to have 30 and 10 on a bad night. And so can the Sixers get enough from the rest of their bench to keep to keep pace? Or do you need 50 from Embiid to win? And then obviously I'm curious to see if James Harden shows up. Revenge series, okay, gets to play the Nets, the team that he requested a trade from. Poor track record. This should be a nice warm-up series for him going into the playoffs. And so I think James Harden needs a big series to make a statement and put a lot of this, you know, um, playoff James Harden narrative behind him, and he has a good opportunity in this series. And so I want to see him take advantage and have a huge series and get some personal momentum going into a difficult second round series. So that's what I'm looking at. VJ, what are the keys to the series? Um, most of what I think are the keys to the series are on the Philadelphia side. I think health is going to be a big one. Um, Embiid in the postseason is usually at some point he gets nicked up or banged up, and that's kind of his excuse. That's why he can't play well. So I'm hopefully he stays healthy so they don't have any excuses. Um, and one thing I think is underrated is Doc making adjustments because this series feels very familiar, uh, very similar to the Hawks versus Sixers series in 2021. The Sixers were the overwhelming favorite, and they uh, did make adjustments when the Hawks figured them out. And I feel like Jacques Vaughn has done a really good job in Brooklyn and that they have a lot of depth, as we said. And um, if they figure out a system to slow down and bead, can Doc figure out ways to keep the Sixers afloat? So I think that'll be the most important thing is the health. And if Doc lives up to the the stature we hold him to. Yeah, I'm interested to see, too. uh, A person I'm going to be watching very closely in this series is Nick Claxton. Can he 
very good defender we saw it this year. Can he slow and beat down? Is Embiid going to get him into foul trouble? What's that matchup going to look like? Can you make it difficult on Embiid? Can you force him into tough shots at the very least? Can you hold him to 25 instead of 35? Um, can you keep him off of the free throw line? So that's keys to watch for sure. BJ, are we giving the Nets a chance in this series? Do they have a chance? Uh, actually, I think they have a good chance just because for the simple fact, in my opinion, Mikael Bridges is going to be the second best player in the series to me. Um, and then I think Cam Johnson is nothing to sneeze at. So, and like you said before, the Nets have a lot of depth and I don't know if Philly is going to be able to contain that. Cause I think the Nets can put at least 10, two different lineups that have five shooters at all times. So I think they definitely have a chance if you can score and you can hold a team, Within reason, you can always you got a puncher's chance. Yeah, I agree. That's the exact point I had. Of Mikael Bridges is the second best player in this series. Um, Joel Embiid is an animal, but when you're facing James Harden, Doc Rivers, and Joel Embiid in the playoffs, you always have a chance. Yeah. Um, you have a chance. They have a lot of depth. They have zero expectations. Um, they they could make a series out of it. I'm not rushing to Vegas to put money on it, but they they, they have a chance. Mm-hmm. Sixers have not handled expectations well. They come into the playoffs with a lot of them. You never know. Embiid could get hurt. They'd be in huge trouble if Embiid got hurt. So they have a chance, a puncher's chance, like you're saying. Dion, are you giving the Nets a chance? Yeah, there's always a chance. I think it's a slight chance, um, but they are a dangerous team, and. Their shooting and defending is what sets them apart from the uh, lower side of the bracket. And I think, I mean, if they catch fire and if they play defense like they have been, they they do have a chance. I don't think it will happen, but I'll give them a slight chance. Fair enough. So who wins this series and how many games, Dion? Uh, I have Sixers and five. Sixers and five. I think Nets might win one at home. I'm going to say Sixers and six. Um, just because I, I, I think the Nets are not in a bad spot. And I, I think the Sixers could underestimate them. So give me the Sixers and six games. BJ? Uh, I think I two have the Sixers and five. Okay, fair enough. Um, oh, shit, wait. To... Are, we, are we counting these? Like, yeah. this is our. Okay, okay, this is the oh, start yeah. of it. This is All the right. playoff edition of the five games of the week. You know it. So you get two points for picking the correct winner of a series and five points if you get the correct number of games. So two wait, two plus five or two or five? So two or five. Okay, gotcha. So the second series out east, the four seed calves, the five seeded Knicks. Um, do you, or VJ, what what are the keys to this series? Do you think? Um, I think the Cavs are a great defensive team, so it'll be interesting to see if that uh, stands to test against the Knicks. And then I think there is a Brunson versus uh, Spider storyline because the Knicks were linked to Donovan Mitchell all summer and never made the deal. They end up getting Brunson, so I think that'll be the matchup in the backcourt. And then I just – the depth on both sides. Like, I feel like both teams are not going to go very deep, and it might be seven or eight guys each night for each ball club. So it'll probably be a test of who has a deeper bench between these two teams. And if Thibodeau 
does he run does he run his guys out of gas by game six if it goes that far yeah I think for the keys to the series I'm looking directly at Darius Garland of what kind of series is he going to have Donovan Mitchell is going to go big I fully expect Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson to do the same and so Darius Garland, I think, has been the most up and down player um, in this series all season. He's been very up and down, can easily go for 30 or for 10. And so the Cavs are going to need his scoring in order to win this series. Um, and so he he's going to have to show up for the Cavs to win this series. And I'm going to see, I'm going to be watching the points in the paint of are the Knicks going to be able to score in the paint with Mobley and Jared Allen down there? Can they get tough buckets in the post? Can they get those guys in foul trouble? That's going to be really important because you're not going to win four games with just perimeter shooting. They do have a lot of it, but I don't think you win four games with just perimeter shooting. They're going to have to get tough buckets at some point. And so I think that's going to be the key. Dion, what do you think the keys to this series are? Um, for the Knicks, I have health. I think they had a lot of uh, guys in and out of the, the lineup this past couple months, uh, which is never good for consistency going into the playoffs. Uh, so I, I, I think they need to be healthy if they want to have even a fight, like any chance. Um, and then I think Jalen Brunson is going to be a key for them these playoffs. If we all see, we all saw what he could do last year. And if we get that Jalen Brunson, that is going he's gonna make it a series. Uh for the Cavs, like you guys said, consistency. Uh especially from Darius and Donovan Mitchell. Uh Donovan has performed in the playoffs, but he has shown some some sort of limitations in the past. Um but also foul trouble uh, uh besides that, I also have foul trouble for the Cavs. I need Jared Allen to be on the court. At all times, and plenty of times this season, he he was in foul trouble in the first half. They went down, hard to go, hard to come back if you go down in the first half in the playoffs. Uh, so yeah, health for the Knicks and consistency in foul trouble for uh, the Cavs. So VJ, out of those two star duos that we talked about, Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, and Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle, which of those two duos do you have the most faith in in this series? I probably lean towards uh, Spider and uh, Garland simply because I've seen it with Donovan Mitchell before. You talk about the bubble against the Nuggets in 2020, um, and then I think Garland. I mean, it doesn't. It wasn't the playoffs, but he did play very well against the Hawks in the play-in last year. And I think this is just a stage for him to come out and kind of prove that. So I'm going with the backcourt duo for him and um, Spider with this matchup. I actually think I like Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. Uh, I think Spida probably is the best player in this series, but I just don't I don't trust Darius Garland in this series. He could definitely prove me wrong. I'm kind of hoping he does. But in terms of a duo, I think I like the Knicks duo better. Uh, we saw Jalen Brunson in the playoffs last year. Absolute dog. I think Julius Randle has a lot to prove as well and has been on fire most of the season. So I think I like the Knicks duo if we're talking duos. Um, Dion, which of those duos do you trust more? I'm going to go with the Cavs duo, honestly. Like you said, Spider's is going to be the best player in this series. Um, but I think I'm more confident in them. I think 
I'm I'm just not as confident in Julius Randle as other people. You don't you don't really know what you're gonna get with him on a nightly basis. He had a good stretch throughout the regular season, but there's games where he just disappears. And I think, which can also be said for Darius Garland, but at least Darius Garland produces plays for others uh, when he's not scoring. Uh, so I think I'm I'm gonna go with the Cavs duo. I think uh, Garland and Spider have a leg up on the next duo. Okay, fair enough. So, who wins this series, and in how many games, Dion? I have Cavs and six. Cavs and six. Okay, I think I'm gonna say Cavs and seven. The Cavs bench worries me a little bit. And scoring outside of Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland worries me a little bit, but the, I think they just have too much defense along with home court advantage. I think I'm going to go Cavs in seven, but I think this is a really close series. These are two very good teams. Um, and I think they both have a lot to prove. So BJ, who, who wins this series and in how many games? Uh, in a very physical series, I say Cavs in six. Okay, fair enough. Rip the Knicks. Um, Bing bong. You, you hate you hate to see it. Bing bong. Bing bong. Kings and the Warriors going out west. Probably the most fascinating yeah. first round series. These two Western Conference series are very interesting. So Warriors actually favored in this series, believe it or not. So, VJ, what are the keys to this series? <laughs> um, home court advantage for the Kings. I think <laughs> it's going to be a big factor. The Warriors were the road warriors, awful on the road. Um, however, with that trade-off, I think the experience factor is going to definitely play into the Warriors' advantage. Um, I think that'll definitely come to fruition in some way, shape, or form in the series. And then um, I think Sabonis inside is going to have a monster series. They just – Warriors don't have anybody inside to deal with him. Kevon Looney is serviceable, but he can't handle, you know, Sabonis down there. And the biggest X factor is will we see Andrew Wiggins? I don't know if he's going to be out there. But if he is, it changes the complexion of this series dramatically. So um, I think this one's probably going to be one of the, the most interesting open around series is going to be this one. Yeah. So Andrew Wiggins, like you said, biggest X factor of this series. Will he play? Will he play well? No idea. No clue. He was the biggest X factor for them winning a title last year. And so will he be able to make an impact? I don't know. I lean no, just because it's so difficult to be out for a long time and then come back to the playoffs without any kind of warm up. Yeah. But another X factor for me is do the Warriors really want it? Do they really want to do this uphill climb and try and win another title as a six seed after such a long and arduous season? Are they really going to dig in and be like, we want another championship as the six seed? I don't know. I could see the the Warriors have played very uninspired basketball all season, and I don't know if they come out and suddenly are inspired and say, yes, we're here. Let's go win another title. Like They're going to say all the right things, but I, I don't know if they really, they're really just digging in and saying, yes, yeah, we're here. 
this team has it all. Let's win a title. I just don't know about that. Dion, what what are the keys to this series for you? Um, like you guys said, for the Warriors is Wiggins, whether he's going to play or not. Uh, if he comes back, I, I think they have a pretty good chance. Uh, for the Kings is overcoming their past. I think getting out of their old ways uh, as a franchise is, is sometimes tough. Like like when you start winning and you kind of get in your head, it will be a high-scoring series. That's for sh- damn sure. And it'll come down to whether the Kings can stop Clay and Jordan Poole. Because Curry's going to get his. It's whether they can stop the other two guys that, that provides the scoring. So it's going to be an interesting series. I cannot wait for this one. Yeah, this is going to be fire. Uh, Dion, can the Warriors make the run we've all been expecting? We've been waiting for them to hit the gas this entire season. Hasn't really happened. Do the Warriors have what it takes to make another run? No. Um, I don't know what's wrong with this team this year. I can't put my finger on it. Defense has not been great. Wiggins has been out. I don't really know what's going on there, um, but I don't even have them passing the series, so I don't think they're going to go on the run. No, absolutely not. Um, with the 100%, they do not have what it takes to make another run. This is a team that's ex- incredibly experienced. One of the most experienced teams coming into a playoff run ever. Just dripping with experience, but they haven't looked like a veteran team all year making stupid mistakes, infighting, being absolutely awful on the road, just things you would not expect from such an excellent and experienced team. And so, no, they do they do not make the run we've been all we've been expecting. The season has been a ton of drama for this team. They've underperformed the entire time and against a team that's been so good at home with home court advantage, can they really win every single game at home? and take one in Sacramento, I kind of doubt it. Because they're not winning two in Sacramento. There's no way. So, no. They're not going to make the run we've been waiting for all year. BJ, did they make that run? Um, Without Wiggins, I'd say no. And I feel like they need home court advantage, it seems like, to get to what they want to get to. But, I mean, I, I to me, I said the same thing last year. Like, I didn't have faith in the Warriors, and then they went off and beat the Celtics in the finals. They got through the, the Nuggets, got through the Mavs. So, really, again, it just depends on if they have Wiggins because I can't really count out the defending champs that easily. I mean, that's fair. Fair enough. So, who wins this series, do you think, and in how many games, BJ? Uh... For that, for that stuff I just said, I am taking the Warriors in six games. I think it'll be tough, but I feel like they'll – Steve Kerr, I feel like he'll figure it out and get them playing how they need to at the right time. Um, In this one, give me the Kings in seven. They should feel absolutely disrespected by being the betting underdogs in this in this series. They have home court advantage. They've been unconscious at home. Warriors have been terrible on the road. I just doubt that the Warriors, even with Andrew Wiggins, can just turn it on when they want to. They haven't turned it on all season. We haven't seen it. And so, no, I I don't think the Warriors win this series, and I am taking the Kings in seven. Yes, the Kings are youthful. They're inexperienced. But 
the opposite is true of the Warriors, and they look kind of tired and fed up with this season. So give me the Kings in this one. Dion? I mean, it's hard. It's hard to count the Warriors out. You know, they just won. They have all the experience they, they need. Um, but I think home court advantage is going to come back to bite them. I think every home team is going to win this series. So I, I have the Kings in seven. Okay. I like that. No away wins in the series. I'm, I'm kind of with that, honestly. Um, Suns versus the Clippers out west. The four and the five versus the five. Um, Dion, what are the keys to this series? Um, I'm not currently up to date on Paul George's injury status, he's but out. I think Paul, Paul, do you guys know? He's he's out for the beginning of the series, okay. probably maybe the entire thing. Okay, so I mean, that was one of my keys whether Paul George is going to come back or not, because without them, they don't have a chance, not a single sliver of a chance. Um, it's for the Suns. I mean, they need their bench to keep performing like they have been this past couple of weeks, and scoring will not be a problem for them, um, even against the Clippers' defense. Um, for the Clippers, it's production from the people that don't usually produce since Paul George is out. Um, they have won a couple games down here, down the stretch, that they needed to win. Kawhi has been pretty, pretty solid overall. Uh, but they need continuity from Russ. They need continuity from Norman Powell. Uh, and they need Zubak on the floor at all times. He cannot get into foul trouble like that. Uh, otherwise, there's no, there's no, there's no chance because they're gonna be getting points in the paint like crazy. Yeah, with Paul George's injuries status, the key for me is can the Clippers win a game without Paul George? Because I don't think you can go down 2-0 or 3-0 without Paul George. Have him come back and then you know, reverse sweep or, you know, take three out of four. I just don't think that happens or four out of five. So I think they have to win a game without Paul George. Kawhi is going to have to absolutely take over. And then the key for the Suns, the, this entire postseason is going to be KD's health. Does he continue to stay healthy? That's it. Um, he's missed a ton of games this season. And if he stays healthy, they could win it all. If they if he doesn't stay healthy, we've seen that they're all so so at best, and so Katie's health is going to be the key as long as their postseason is. Uh, VJ, what's what are the keys to this series? You think? Um, first and foremost, Paul George being out is probably the most important thing, and then the Suns' chemistry I think is the second thing that's going to be most important to see, like. I mean, you can have stars and you can have big names, but if you don't have chemistry and reps, you can't just organically create that. That has to be done with continuous, like, uh, reps on the court. Um, Then I think the Clippers have a lot of depth, I believe, and I feel like the Suns lack depth, and that might be the thing that saves the Clippers is the way they built their roster out to have extra scoring punch to match against the Suns, you know, front-loaded lineup. Um, And then to me, I think the most important thing is this could be a career-defining series for Russell Westbrook. Uh, He has a chance to revenge KD leaving him, uh, the Lakers giving up on him. And then Kawhi, who three years ago didn't even want to team up with him, he wanted Paul George instead. So I think Russ 
has a lot to gain, so he'll be pretty motivated in this one. Um, do we have more faith in Katie or Kawhi to carry this series? BJ, which which star do you have more faith in? <laughs> so this question is funny to me, and I said KD because he doesn't have anything to carry. He's got CP3, yeah. Book, and Aiden, so like he doesn't have much to carry. Uh, he's the guy that's coming in and just signing his name on the project right now, whereas Kawhi is the one that's buying the supplies. He's cooking the meal, prepping the meal, and buying the groceries. So I feel like it's a different type of question. So I think I got more faith in KD because he has much less to carry than Kawhi. All right, you could just answer it without roasting the question, BJ. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when you put it like that, I I totally agree. Of uh, in a vacuum. Maybe I trust Kawhi more. Like he has had, he's been. I, I don't know. Like maybe, but you know, he has he has a lot more work to do. He has a lot more to carry than KD does. KD can not take it easy, but you only need a moderate performance from Kevin Durant to win this series, while you need an absolutely huge performance from Kawhi Leonard to win this series. So. I mean, I guess KD, just because his load is a lot lighter, like you're saying, BJ. Um, well, let me ask it this way then, Dion. Who do you think has a bigger series, KD or Kawhi? Stats-wise, Kawhi, the Suns are going to win, but I because th- I, KD doesn't have to do that much to win the series, and Kawhi needs to put it all out. And I don't even think he's going to do it, honestly. Um, but, yeah, I think KD, I'm, I'm – KD's gonna come out the winner from these two. Okay, so you're confident KD comes out on top. How many games then, Dion? Oh, four games. Suns and four. Suns and four. I'll um, give the Clippers a game. I'll say Suns and five, but I'm not optimistic. Uh, maybe even that's too aggressive, but I'll I'll say Suns and five. BJ. Um, I am taking the Suns in seven games. Really? I think it goes yeah. that long, huh? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, the the Clippers do have a lot of bench players, so true. That's true. They're gonna need them to step up. All right, I am absolutely psyched for this postseason. Um, unfortunately, we don't know the matchups for the Bucks, Celtics, Grizzlies, and Nuggets. So, I mean, we could theorize and try and break down series that may not actually be the matchup, but that seems kind of re- kind of redundant. So, we'll talk about those series next week and give you guys our keys to those series, even though they'll be underway. They'll have at least a game under their belts, but we'll still break down those series next week. So, let's go out of bounds really quick, talk about our non-basketball-related topic. And this week... In Wisconsin, at least, feel finally feeling like spring. It's warming up. Everyone's excited. Everything seems brighter and happier with some warm weather. And so, I mean, it's probably been warm in Arizona since January, but it was a hundred today. Holy shit! Spring is over already, and it. Just started in Wisconsin. It's already over in Arizona. I mean, it's it's going to be 48 next week in Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to go to 77 and then 48. Yeah. So kind of crazy. But what I want to know is, I mean, you lived in Wisconsin for a while, Dion. So you you, you know what we're talking about. 
what's the, when it's for when it's warm outside when that first warm day hits what's the first thing you want to do vj what's the first thing you want to do when it finally gets warm oh man the first thing i want to do i mean obviously we're supposed to go away from basketball but and then like watching the bucks game at the deer district outside when it's nice out nothing like being down there big screen Nice cold brewski in your hand with some wings. Wisconsin <laughs> accent there, watching a Bucks game at the Deer District there, guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big, oh, big yeah. Bucks guy there. <laughs> Huge Bucks guy. <laughs> okay. Bingo. <laughs> Spot on. No, the Deer District's fire. I'm, I'm kind of with that. Me, I'm kind of a camper. I like... Give me like the you know bonfire vibes, hanging mm. out with some good people, s'mores, you know, sh- shooting the shit, always s'mores. Have you, guys, okay. have you ever had a uh, roasted Starburst? You told me about this, and I yep. have never. In Absolutely fire! Doesn't it just melt? What? <laughs> no. So you put it on the stick, you put it in the fire, two drips. Once it drips twice, it's done. You pull it out. It kind of has like a. I'm telling, so you, I'm telling you, it kind of has like imagine like not like super crunchy, but a crunchy outside, like melty inside. Fire, fire! Like, try our it. burst. Burst is just the name. You can't light the shit on fire, TC. It doesn't light on fire. <laughs> you let it drip all twice. Right, right. Which? What's, what's the best flavor <laughs> of roast? What's the best Always pink. Always what's pink. The best flavor. Pink. Okay. Always pink. Okay, I'll tell Taya. Uh, I'll tell Taya about this and see what it, she thinks. I'm telling you, try it. You're gonna. Right. You guys are giving me a hard time right. now. You're gonna. You're gonna try. It. It's gonna change your life. Listen, if I get roasted for lemon heads, I'm definitely roasting. <laughs> you did <a> Starburst, <laughs> bro. That was literally a month ago. And BJ is still salty. About yeah, it. I let that go. Yeah, Hunter, it's that's on side. I, I, <laughs> I have the evidence on my side, though. Once you guys try this, it'll change your life. Right, I'll buy it. I'll try it. That, but always s'mores. Got to have s'mores. But it's just fun to sit around a campfire to shoot the shit with good people, yeah. swapping stories, telling jokes and stuff. Always, always fun. So that's that's the first thing I want to do. And when it gets truly hot, I want to find water somewhere. Mm. Doesn't matter if it's a pool, lake, whatever. Once it get you get that first eighty-five degree day, get get me in the water immediately. Um, Dion, what's the first thing you want to do when the weather's nice? You just said it. Water. I find yep. water and I jump Absolutely. in. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's my number one thing. Fucking love water. <laughs> we already been in the pool twice. Yep. <sighs> Gotta have it. Um, week, for me, guys. like peak happiness is summertime boating. Like that is like immaculate vibes with some with some chill people. Yeah. I mean, I didn't grow up with a boat. So like, you know, I the opportunities for me were few and far between, but like that was just peak existence for me. Just like tubing with some good people, blasting some music, just chilling, like those, those are that's that's like the first thing I want to do, but I usually don't have the opportunity. So if you're out there and you have a boat, hit hit me up. Hit me up. <laughs> yep. I'll I'll bring the refreshments. We'll, we'll we'll come to some kind of agreement. I'll make it worth your while. Some <laughs> Mountain Dew. Some Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. I'll bring the Dew. Some cold Dewskis. 
I don't drink, but I'll, I'll buy the beer. I'll do what it takes, man. I'll do what it takes. <laughs> for a boat. I'll buy the beer. I'll do what it takes, man. <laughs> All right. If you guys are listening to this, know that we appreciate you. What playoff series are you most excited to see? Who do you think's making it out of the playing games? What are you doing to enjoy the nice weather? Let us know the first thing you guys are doing. We will catch you guys next time. Peace.